Hello, I'm Ryan Cope, and welcome to the Blue 32 Football Podcast. Draft season is finally upon us, and with that, I'm going to create my first mock draft and tell you what I think will happen as of today in the NFL Draft in April. And without further ado, here we go. And with the first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select offensive tackle Ikeem Okonwu from NC State. At 6'4", 320 pounds, he's a straight mauler in the run game, and he's my favorite tackle in the draft. This pick has to be a tackle, I believe, and it could easily be Evan Neal, but I personally like Icky just a little bit more. They both have positional versatility that will be nice for the Jaguars, so the pick's either going to be Neal or Okonwu. It's a coin flip, but I like Okonwu just a little bit more. And with the second overall pick, the Detroit Lions select edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. In 2021, the Lions had the third fewest sacks in the league with 30, and so edge is a huge need with this team. Hutchinson is arguably the best player in this draft, and it just makes too much sense for the Lions here at number two. Also, their top pass rusher, Charles Harris, is a free agent this offseason. With the third overall pick, the Houston Texans select safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. If Aiden Hutchinson isn't the best player in this draft, then you could argue that it's Kyle Hamilton. This is another pick I consider taking Evan Neal with, but this is a team that needs a total rebuild, so why not take the best player available in the draft, even if he is a safety? And with the fourth overall pick, the New York Jets select offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama. At 6'6", 360 pounds, he is huge. For a while, he was considered as the best tackle in the draft, and he still may be. Like Akanwu, he is a dominant run blocker, and he only allowed one sack last year. The Jets allowed the fourth most sacks in 2021, and with Morgan Moses being a free agent, you have a potential need at tackle. But if not, he has the positional flexibility to play all across the offensive line. And with the fifth overall pick, the New York Giants select edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. The Giants are hoping an offensive lineman falls to them here, but in this scenario, one of the two guys they want isn't here, so they fill another need with the best player available. For a while, he was considered the best player in this draft, and he still may be. And he might be a steal here at number 5. He'll complement pass rushers Aziz Jalari and Leonard Williams very well in this defense. And with the 6th overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select offensive tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Some people don't see Cross as a top 6 pick in this draft, and I would say that this is maybe a little bit of a reach, but I don't think they take quarterback like some people have been seeing. And I like Cross, so I think he could be a good pick. Maybe in the actual draft they would trade back, but since I don't have any trades, I went ahead and selected him here anyway. With the 7th overall pick, the New York Giants select interior lineman Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Linderbaum is maybe the best lineman in this draft, except he plays center. He also could be a reach just because of the position he plays, but he's a player who could help an offense that likes to run the ball and help a team who will the second most sacks in the league. And with the 8th overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons select wide receiver Drake London from USC. He's one of my top five favorite players in the first round, no matter what position. At 6'5", he's a big target for Matt Ryan and has the speed to where he can be a do-it-all receiver. Calvin Ridley's also a question mark on whether he'll play, so this is an immediate need for the Falcons. With the ninth overall pick, the Denver Broncos select quarterback Kenny Pickett from Pitt. A lot of people don't love this QB class, and I don't love it either, but I think I like it a little more than most. I don't have Kenny Pickett as the best quarterback in this class, 
but Kenny Pickett has played a lot of games in college, and if there's one NFL-ready quarterback in the class, it's him. And for that reason, I think he might be the first quarterback taken off the board. With the 10th overall pick, the New York Jets select cornerback Derek Stingley from LSU. Like some of the other players in this draft, Stingley was regarded as the best player at his position for a long time in the draft process, and still could be, but at number 10, he also could be a steal. He had a very good freshman year and then fell off a little bit in his last two seasons, which is why he fell here in the draft. But for a team that can prove at a lot of positions, it makes sense to take the best player in the draft. With the 11th overall pick, the Washington Commanders select cornerback Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati. This dude is crazy. He allowed 60 yards in 14 games last year and didn't allow a single touchdown. He's a dominant zone defender who arguably was the best corner in college football, and here he goes to a team that runs a lot of zone, so it could work out very well. With the 12th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings select interior defensive lineman Jordan Davis from Georgia. This team has a lot of needs on the defense, whether it be because of pending free agents or just lack of talent on that side of the ball. He's good enough to play in any scheme, and Minnesota will be switching back to a 3-4 this season, so I like adding him into that mix where he can help a little bit in the run, but also on pass rushing downs. With the 13th overall pick, the Cleveland Browns select linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. This pick could very well be a receiver, but I assume they will look to add to that position later on in the draft. So right now, I have linebacker. Anthony Walker and Malcolm Smith are both free agents, so the Browns could have a big need at linebacker, and Lloyd could help them fill that need as someone who's very good in the run game. With the 14th overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens select edge rusher David Ajabo from Michigan. The Ravens' new defensive coordinator coached him last year at Michigan, and Ajabo could have the highest ceiling of any in this class. This pick makes too much sense, and I like adding Ajabo to what they already have with second-year pass rusher Adafi Owe. And with the 15th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. This team has three picks in the next five, and with their first one, I have them going corner. This team has some needs in the secondary, and with Steven Nelson, Rodney McLeod, and Anthony Harris all becoming free agents, the Eagles could have a huge need at corner. I like pairing Andrew Booth Jr. with Darius Slay and using one of their other first-round picks on edge, which is arguably their biggest need. With the 16th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select interior offensive lineman Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. I know I just said I'd take edge, but I really like Kenyon Green. He's played every position on the O-line but center, so he brings positional versatility that will be good for an Eagles team that likes to run the ball with the QB of the future, hopefully with Jalen Hurts. With the 17th overall pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select offensive tackle Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. The Chargers have a need at right tackle, with Brian Balaga likely being cut to save cap space, and some people believe Trevor Penning will be a better right tackle than left tackle anyway. And with the Chargers looking like they found a franchise left tackle in Rashawn Slater, this pick makes a bunch of sense. With the 18th overall pick, the New Orleans Saints select wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama. This team, at the moment, doesn't know who the quarterback's going to be, so that's definitely an option, but I like giving them the receiver here. Some people think that he's the best wide receiver in this draft, but with the ACL injury that'll keep him out about half the season, he will fall a little bit. Hopefully Michael Thomas comes back 
to give their quarterback some weapons. And with the 19th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select edge rusher George Karloftis from Purdue. The Eagles finally get the edge rusher that they really need. They have some good players inside with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Milton Williams who played very well in his rookie season. On the edge, however, they don't look as good. And they're definitely going to take an edge rusher in this draft. We just don't know which one. With the 20th overall pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger retired, and this team has a need at corner, O-line, and linebacker. But instead, I decided to give them their quarterback of the future, the quarterback that I like most in this draft. I think this quarterback also could be the best fit for Matt Canada's offense. With the 21st overall pick, the New England Patriots select linebacker N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. To some people, N'Kobe Dean is the best linebacker in this draft. He can do it all, whether it be in the run game, pressuring the quarterback, or dropping back in pass coverage, and he should be a fun piece for Bill Belichick to play around with in his defense. With the 22nd overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington. The Raiders have some other needs, but for me, this pick is very simple. Just take the best player available. They also have two corners who are set to be free agents this offseason. So corner could be a bigger need than it's getting credit for. And I always like to keep it simple with just taking the best player available. With the 23rd overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals select edge rusher Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Arizona has a lot of players hitting free agency, but none are as big as Chandler Jones. This team does not need to panic if they are unable to re-sign Jones, however. They still have J.J. Watt and Marcus Golden, and adding Walker to that mix will give them a good pass rush that can still get the job done. Walker is also versatile and can create mismatches by moving up and down the line to help the pass rush. For the 24th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys select edge rusher Logan Hall from Houston. The Cowboys have a need all on their D-line, and two of their three leading pass rushers from a year ago are free agents. I like Hall for them because he can play all along the line and help against the run, but also help against the pass. He has the upside of being able to play anywhere he is asked, and that's why I think he's a good fit for the Cowboys. With the 25th overall pick, the Buffalo Bills select edge rusher DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. The Bills have a little room to grow as far as defending against the run, and DeMarvin Lill is a great player to help grow that part of the team. He's very versatile, and along with being a great run stopper, he can also help in pass rush situations and will help a team that is very close to being in Super Bowl contention. With the 26th overall pick, the Tennessee Titans select wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. The Titans have both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, but Chris Olave gives them someone to take the pressure off those two. Olave is the best pure route runner in this year's class, and he might not be a perfect fit for this offense, but I personally wouldn't want to go against an offense that has Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and not Chris Olave, so it could turn out to be a great pick. With the 27th overall pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select cornerback Roger McCreary from Auburn. The Bucks have their top three corners set to become free agents in the next two seasons, so it makes sense here. They could take a quarterback with Tom Brady retiring, but I believe they'll give Kyle Trask a chance. McCreary is someone who can play inside or outside corner and helps them fill a need wherever they need it. With the 28th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers select interior defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. 
This Packers team could look a lot different next season. And so with, with this pick, I simply have them taking one of the best players still available. Depending on if they're able to re-sign Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they could take a quarterback or wide receiver. But in this mock, I have them taking the best players still available. With the 29th overall pick, the Miami Dolphins select offensive tackle Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. They have big need on the offensive line, and I have them taking the best tackle still available. They need to invest a lot into this O-line to protect Tua and to be able to take some pressure off of him by being able to run the ball, and this is the first move to do that. With the 30th overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select wide receiver Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson are both free agents, and even though wide receiver isn't their biggest need, this team has thrived on having a lethal passing attack, and adding Dotson makes it that much more lethal. He will work great in an offense that loves to throw the ball a lot. With the 31st overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select interior offensive lineman Zion Johnson from Boston College. After watching the Super Bowl, it is clear that the Bengals still have a need on their whole offensive line, and Johnson is the best lineman available. This pick could be a tackle as well, but it is obvious that they need help all across the O-line, and none of the O-linemen I could see them taking ended up being available in this mock, so I had them going with a guard. With the 32nd overall pick, the Detroit Lions select wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. The Lions have a lot of needs, and they already went defense in this draft, so why not go on the other side of the ball this time? They are paying Jared Goff a lot of money, so I wouldn't like for them to take a quarterback with this pick, but instead to give him another weapon alongside Amon Ross St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson to maybe help him play a little better. Alright, that's the end of round one. That does it for the first mock. I I will break down these a little bit more later on. Right now, I kind of wanted to just run through a quick mock and let everyone know what I was thinking. I'll probably split it up into 10 for each episode. I'm not sure yet, but there will be more breakdowns on these players and these teams later on. So if you're interested in that, come back. And uh, thanks for listening.